Hi, everybody. Welcome to Disney Antiquities and Collectibles. It is Super Bowl Sunday. I am with my partner, Greg Zayek. Mr. Zayek, hey, how are you doing today, sir? Very well, Vince. How about yourself? Good, good. I am extremely excited for our guest oh, today. Uh, you and me you know, both. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we talk about Phil because of all the, you know, the history and the things that he knows. And, you know, it's like talking to David Lesjack. They just yeah. the authority and the history and, you know, Phil, with his, you know, knowledge of Walt Disney's autograph, I'm always blown away. You well, know, the, fact the things that you that have you an have. autograph of Walt. I have a couple of autographs of Walt. I mean, Phil yeah. is the leading authority on this subject. I mean, yeah. it's it's natural that we have him on this show. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and everybody, this is the very first time that yeah. Phil Sears has been on a podcast. We are lucky enough to have Phil Sears the very first time anywhere. Uh, talking to a podcast. So, uh, everybody, welcome to our stage, Phil Sears. Phil, how you doing today? Hey, hey Phil. Huh? I thought we were just having a FaceTime phone call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. So, you know, the, the obvious question is, you know, you, you've been doing this for so long, but what got you started in the whole thing with the whole Walt Disney, you know, everything about it? What got you started? Well, you know what? What got me started was the same thing. It gets, you know, every collector started just having wanting that one thing. And in this case, I like so many people, not old enough to have met Walt Disney. And he passed away when I was six. Um, yeah. But the next best get is autograph. And so it started with me wanting to hold in my hand something Walt Disney held in his hand. Um, and we had back then we had a friend. Now I'm talking about. And um, is our audio okay? Yeah, no, audio is perfect. Everything's yeah. great. Okay. So around 1990, we had a friend that worked at the Disney studio. And the Disney uh -huh. studio puts out a newsletter with Donald's deals. At least back then, it was called Donald's deals, um, a classified section. So I said, yeah. will you add in for me saying a Disney fan wants Walt Disney's autograph? Maybe there's old timers. Again, this is 30-some years ago. Maybe there's yeah. an old timer that knew Walt has an autograph. Maybe. Sure yeah. enough, I get a call from Leonard Shannon. Leonard Shannon was one of Walt's publicists. Yeah. And he said, I went back to Marceline with Walt uh, in 1960, one of the two trips Walt made back there. And um, I went with Walt and we, we took the train. It was one of the few times that the train stopped in Marceline just for Walt. The train was delayed. Walt is sitting on the train, belting down whiskey, scotch mists. Because <laughs> it's belting down. His favorite drink. And he took and uh, yeah, yeah. And he and Walt takes a notepad and starts signing his name to the notepad one after another after another, because he knows that when he gets to Marceline, that they, they've, they've already arranged a big crowd and speech, speech. Yeah. And this yeah. old Don Knotts movie, you know, the small town. Oh, yeah. and he's the hero. So Walt signs the autograph, knowing that that'll help him, you know, get through the crowd. Well, yeah. Len helped pass these out and was smart enough to keep one. And <laughs> That's the very first autograph I, I ever bought was from Len Shannon, one of Walt's Paul, uh, publicists. I'm going to put something behind this and make it a little darker there. You can see a little better. And what it is, wow. it's wow. notepad Walt's desk. Walt would use these to write notes to his secretary. You can uh -huh. see it down here. There's his name, Walt Disney, and a little yeah. uh, logo. And so these weren't printed just so he could sign them. They were printed so he could use them in the office. In fact... We can talk about this later. This is what it would have looked like if he was writing to a secretary. Yeah. Tonight, please, with, a, with, a, with a grease pencil. <laughs> the grease pencil. Yeah. 
So we can yeah. look at that later. But anyway, so <laughs> this is the kind of thing. So I was thrilled to buy this, you know, 35 years ago from a great source at the Disney studio. Totally yeah. and, <laughs> and so then I started thinking. So I also thought it'd be cool to have a Walt Disney signed photo. That'd be oh, cool. Yeah. And Len saying, wait a minute, Walt went to Marceline, this tiny little town, and is signing autographs and handing out autographs. And I'm thinking, huh, I wonder if there's still more autographs in Marceline today, today being, you know, 1990. Yeah. Um, so. I put an ad in the um, uh, was well, Marceline Press. They they had a newspaper at the time. Said <laughs> reward wanted anything signed by Walt Disney, and yeah. sure enough, from Marceline said, "Oh yeah, I you know I used to be Walt's neighbor, and I was this, and Walt came to town. I off. I'm Russ Johnson. I was one of the mayors, and Walt stayed at our house, and we own his house now. So wow. this is because Whoa. of this. And the I just wanted like a photo, one one more item to add to my collection." But yeah. I was inundated with all these opportunities, and I couldn't stop, basically, is what happened. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but I knew that um, I had known that a lot of autographs could be were signed by Walt's employees for fans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also fake autographs, just outright malicious fakes. So yeah. I contacted Dave Smith at the Disney Archives, and I said, Dave, could you help me? You know, is this real? Is this real? And Dave said, well, I don't want to be in the position of authenticating things, but you're welcome to come down here and, and Xerox anything in our files. So, boy, I jumped in the car and shot down to the <laughs> Disney archives. Walt's signature from the from the official Disney files. Thanks to Dave yeah. Smith. Whoa. And uh, so it just it, it's a hobby that got out of control. So it's just a <laughs> hobby that became a passion that became a career. We, you know, Phil. Yeah. When I brought to you my first uh, Walt Disney autograph, I got my first autograph from Dave Smith. It came out of his collection. And when Dave got yeah. appointed as, as the Disney archivist back in 69, uh, you know, Disney felt that it would be a conflict of interest if Dave had his own personal collection. So he was advised by his management that he needed to let go of his collection. And I got a lot of a lot of things from Dave Smith's collection, but one of which he had an autographed picture of Walt Disney. And I said, you know, uh, Dave, you know, are you willing to part with it? And he said, yeah, he says, I'll sell it to you for $10. And, I, and for me back then, I was about, I was about 15 years old. 10 bucks was a lot of money. And I said, man, I'm going to have to go on like an installment plan. So if you can hold on to it for a little while, I'll, I'll definitely buy it from you. So when I got it finally from him, I wanted to get it insured. And, you know, no, I, let me take it back. I had it for quite a while, but several decades later, I wanted to get it insured. So when I went to insure it, State Farm said, well, you're going to need somebody who is a leading authority on Disney signatures to authenticate it. And I said, but I got it from Dave Smith. And they go, who's Dave Smith? Yeah. And they go, he's the archivist. And they go, doesn't matter. You need to go to somebody who's an authority. I said, well, who do you suggest? They said, call the Walt Disney Studios, have them recommend someone. So I called Walt Disney Productions. They, the first name that came up was yours. They said, you need to call this guy. So I went, who's Phil Sears? <laughs> said, call him, you'll find out. So that's how I first met you. And yeah, I was like, I was blown away when I came over to your house and you know, I brought over my, my, my autograph and you authenticated it, gave me your certificate. And I went, wow, this is amazing. From that point, I was able to go to State Farm and say, now I want to insure this. They said, now it's insurable. And believe me, I am so thankful to you to to do to authenticate my autographs now i have value and now i can, oh, I can 
Yeah, thanks to you. You know, how many how many people like that? I mean, you get people, you probably get people from all over the world that come to see you, do you not? I mean, do people come from everywhere yeah. to get their things authenticated? Yes. Yeah. And and yeah, uh, yeah. way even back in the 80s, major auction houses like Christie's and Sotheby's, um, th there was just no one who knew. Walt Disney's autograph is really confusing. Um, yeah. and there was no one who knew it. There were third-party authenticators but they would do they would authenticate michael jordan marilyn monroe and thomas jefferson as well yeah. as walt did they didn't yeah. focus and is, is walt, that like psa and such or, or that's the psa authenticators and such yeah yeah psa um uh, i have a close association with them and they really do try their best so yeah. uh yeah psa really tries to to get it right and yeah. uh but we you know we're in communication uh you know practically weekly so yeah. um but what i was going to say with walt's autograph is first of all he had the cursive the handwritten autograph the way you and i would sign our checks yeah. then he had the block printed autograph which we expect to see from cartoonists yes now past the 1920s walt wasn't a cartoonist but the studio still propagated that fantasy that walt's just sitting there drawing board doing all the comic strips and stuff all so day walt, long in his office yeah yeah that's did so um that walt had to have a cartoonist signature because sometimes people expected to see that so he had two signatures and then just in the same way that mickey mouse was redesigned over the years over the decades his looks changed walt consciously redesigned his signature especially the cursive signature so yeah. his handwritten his cursive signature from 1930 bears no no resemblance to his sign signature in 1960. wow um, so it's completely that's different. complicated that's complicated. And then he allowed people to sign uh, at the studio for him when he was too busy to sign oh, fan yeah. items, not legal items, but fan items. And what's that? I said his secretary and his animators, they signed for him too. I mean, didn't Bill Justice do a signature too? Sure. Oh, sure. Bill, Bill did and the publicity department did and the people who drew the comic books signed his name to them. So you have all of these signatures adding confusion and then you have malicious forgeries. So yeah. it's, it's tricky. When did and, when over the last few years we've seen a lot of forgeries, you know, really, really come up more and more and more. Has it gotten to the point that it's almost overwhelming with all the forgeries that are out there? To, you know, I mean, because I'm sure you get inundated with so many different forgeries, you know, and so many people that are disappointed. You know, how do you how do you break it down to them that hey, this isn't real? Oh, it, it's the word. It's what I don't like about the job. We yeah. especially spend thousands of dollars for this. I know where we love Disney collectibles because it's it's warm, it's fuzzy, it's happy, it's positive. Yeah. Yeah. And when you have to get down in the mud with forgers and criminals and exactly what you're saying, Greg, to tell someone who spent thousands of dollars, you know, you've wasted your money, you're probably not going to find it. Yeah. Um, uh, for, for someone just starting out and, you know, going out into the Wild West on eBay or wherever, and, and don't get me wrong, you can you can buy good stuff on eBay. You can but there's also plenty that's balanced out with plenty of junk. And so yeah. I, and the price is so high right now. Anyway, um, I really do feel for people who, you know, they go on there and they just think, well, the guy says it comes with a certificate and they mm -hmm. put down a couple thousand and it's, it's junk. Yeah. It's junk. There's a lot of fake yeah. COAs out there. There's yeah. a lot of companies that are doing. Have... Yeah. I, I see it. You know, having the baseball card shop years ago, I remember, you know, Beckett and I remember Upper Deck and all these people authenticating and there's so many 
false, you know, COAs anymore that, you know, you've got to be able to tell them, hey, look, and, and I posted your your link in, in on our page. So that way people can go to you directly. You know, so if you guys are looking yeah. for an authentic autograph by Phil Sears, you know, this, this is, is the it. man to see. Yeah, this is absolutely the man and, to and see. Absolutely. You don't have to buy from me. In fact, right now I have nothing for sale on the website because they're hard, hard to come by. And yeah. they're expensive. Yeah. So I have really fast, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not up yeah. on your website for very long before I say, yeah. sorry, sold, sorry, sold. Yeah, things, things go very fast. There have been a few items. I'll get emails. Yeah. I mad at me. Phil, what are you trying to pull? I got your email five minutes ago. After it's stuff gone. Is gone. But you, yeah. you're just manipulating something. I say, no, it's just my mailing list is huge at this point, And I only have maybe six Walt Disney autographs per month to sell. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you say you Do had you, like, a, you, like a client list of around 15,000 or what was, was that number? Around 7,500. That was okay. it. Yeah. You had a lot of clients. <laughs> so, you, so you feel, and Vince and I are two of them. <laughs> yeah. 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 7,500 and I have, you know, seven pieces for sale. That's, you know, yeah. But they're that. And it, what has been your a, favorite piece? So what's been your favorite piece that you've come across over the years that, uh, that, that, you know, that you just will not part with, or you've had a hard time parting with what's been your favorite well, I, piece? Because I did part with it and I had a hard time parting with There's two, two pieces. The one that I parted with, um, was, and it's really cool because Disney is celebrating, um, Disney 100. Yeah. And yeah. of course we know about the fan club D 23. So Disney 100 and D23 both point to 1923. Mm -hmm. And on October 16th, 1923, that's when Walt got the deal, the first Hollywood deal, and that's to make the Alice comedies. Yeah. So um, back in the 1990s, I was out washing my car in the driveway and my wife ran out and she said, it's a phone call for you. This is back when phones were attached to things. <laughs> phone call. <for> you. <laughs> um, when you dialed the numbers? <laughs> yeah. She said, it's Virginia Day calling for you. I said, Whoa. Virginia Day for me, Walt's first star, Walt's first Alice. Yep. Talk about Disney 100. Disney 100 is all about making Virginia Davis and the Alice comedies. So I ran into the house and Virginia Davis wanted to move to, I believe it was Idaho. She wanted to buy a house closer to her daughter. Uh -huh. And she was interested in selling the letters, the three letters that Walt had written to her mother. So on October 16th, 1923, that's the Disney 100 birthday. Yeah. Um, Walt gets the deal to to um, have Margaret uh, Winkler distribute the Alice comedies. And he writes a letter back to Kansas City, back to the little girl's mother. He had made a demo film with her, and that's what he just sold. He sold the demo. So he writes back to Kansas City saying, hey, we got a deal. Come out. Let's make movies. He doesn't tell her, by the way, I have already signed a contract guaranteeing your daughter would be Alice. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't say that. He says it would be the making of her, an expression from that time. It would be the making of her. Uh -huh. So anyway, they do come, do make the Alice comedies and the studio, the Walt Disney studio is born. So she has this letter from that date, along with a couple of other letters. And she wants to buy, she wants to buy a house with it. Yeah. I'm at the very start doing this as a business and I don't have a whole lot of money, but I scrape money together from every place I can. I hawk everything I can. <laughs> <laughs> to put it in maybe Sotheby's or Christie's. I said, get uh -huh. Sotheby's and Christie's if you there, they're going to bracket. They're going to say from a low of this to a high of this. This is how much we think it'll go for. Get the low and yeah. the high from both of the 
auction houses and I will top the high bid. Okay. Just, I will top whatever they think is the high, I will top it. And I did. And I got the letters and this is the handwritten letter, the, isn't it? Handwritten. It's on my yeah. website. There's a link on well, my website to show. The so it's three pages handwritten on letter letterhead that his brother Roy had given him $10 so that he could have Walt Disney cartoonist letterhead printed up. So it's on this Walt Disney cartoonist letterhead saying, I just got a deal out here in Hollywood. Come on out. Let's make pictures. Um, oh that's the, cru the crux of it. But as collectors find out, some of this stuff is so precious, it ends up being locked up at the bank the whole time. You know, yeah. nobody seeing yeah. it. I wasn't seeing it. I, yeah. Once a year, you pull it out and you go, wow, and then it's back in the bank. But yeah. copied Diane Disney on, whenever I get something significant, especially when Diane was alive, I would copy yeah. the on these things saying, you know, your father wrote this, your father did this, did you know this was out there? So Diane knew I had this letter and then when she got, or what was it, 2008, I think, about a year before, I think the, the Walt Disney Museum, Family Museum opened in 2009. So 2008, she contacted me and said, Phil, can I fly you up here to the museum and see it's under construction? Can we, can Ron and I walk you through the museum? Can we show you if we had that letter, what we would, how we would display it? If, you know, so I'm like, yes. <laughs> the plans of the building while they were still constructing it, you know, well, pictures of you as diane's pointing out specifically where things are going to be i was in heaven i'm like oh my goodness walt disney's daughter diane wants to tour my wife and i around the museum 70 million dollar museum they're building and yeah. so we went up to, we had the tour and so sure sure enough i mean that was persuasive and <laughs> we we came to yeah. agreement and uh originally i lent them the letter so an indefinite loan so they could display it and then eventually we made it so that it's a permanent, that it's now part of their permanent collection so that everybody can see that letter on display at the Walt Disney yeah. family. So, so that yeah. I was, was up there two weeks ago. Yeah. That's the piece beautiful that letter that I wanted. But I want to tell you about the one I haven't let go of. And in the 1960s, in fact, it's here, Fortune magazine wanted to do an article on Walt Disney. Let's get that there so you can see it. You can tell yeah. it's the 60s. Um, so in 1960, the article they wanted to do ended up being this. Now let's get Mary Poppins in there. Now the bankers come to Disney. Uh -huh. It's Fortune Magazine, all about the finances from, from the Virginia Davis days to the, to the present, to the contemporary time back then, all the finances of the Disney studio. Yeah. The first wow. manuscript, the first typed manuscript, I don't know who the heck this guy was who wrote it. These are Walt's all the way around. That's all of his but notes around the corners of that of that manuscript on every on every page. Here he is talking about Imagineering and audio animatronics and everything. Oh my gosh! So now I'll go through that with you if you want me to. Oh yeah, so, absolutely, definitely. So the manuscript Walt starts reading it, and it says that a representative from France, from the Ministry of Culture, sat down with Walt Disney and asked for some films for a film festival. And that Walt Disney, his hand in a gesture of dismissal, said he was not interested in art, but only in money. <laughs> that Walt did in art, only money. If you're not paying, I'm not interested, kind of thing. And Walt is furious. <laughs> Walt is furious. He writes, false. Let me make sure I'm on camera here. Oh, sure. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can writes, see you. He writes, false. And... Um, <laughs> 
talk to Grease <laughs> Pencil. Talk to Goldwyn about money. They're saying how much money Disney makes. Talk to talk to Sam about Disney. And he says, the company's known around the world as Disney. Could be one of our salesperson, you know, salesmen. <laughs> but Walt is mad. So he goes through this with now he's fired up and he goes through yeah. making notes. And this is the history of the Disney company with Walt's notes. So some of the things that he wrote in it that I just love, I'll give you, let's see. Okay. Now this really surprises me. Okay. The article says, now let's see if I'm in there or not. I guess I get oh, it. You're in. Here. Oh, oh, you're absolutely. in. Absolutely. You Don't worry, Phil. You're clear as day. So they've said, um, Walt, although Walt continued to make animated features, he gradually let them decline to one or two, uh, to one every two or three years. So he let animation decline. Yeah. And Walt writes, smartest thing I ever did. Walt Disney Whoa. saying that, that moving away from animation, <laughs> smartest thing I ever did. And what he means is he was losing his shirt. You know, he would spend yeah. so much money. But here you yeah. have Walt saying, I'm glad I stopped making so many animated films. They were. They were killing me, you know, killing wow. the company. And then um, you've got notes like, it's not the ability to draw, but what to draw. Talking about <laughs> animation. Man. And the writer's writing about the message in Disney films. And Walt writes, no message, please. Western Union takes care of that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Let them read into it. <laughs> yeah. And then talking about being such a hit. One a year like Mary Poppins would be great, Walt writes. One a year wow. like Mary Poppins would be great. <laughs> wow. You know, he was always on financial ruin, at least until Disneyland came around. Yeah. And yeah. what a visionary, man. Yeah. We've read about Disneyland, like how he had to finance it and everything. The yeah. article says Disneyland uh, was uh, started in a privately owned company, you know, Wet Enterprises. And Walt yeah. writes, why? Because the because nobody would buy the amusement park. And he puts <laughs> on life insurance. And Walt's own, you know, handwriting there saying that we've read about. So wow. uh, and then finally an imagination of audio animatronic actually in Walt's writing there. And again, yeah. make sure I'm on yeah. and imagining is the first step in developing. Engineering is the second step. Wow. So Talking about these things that we're used to, we're used to Tony Baxter talking about imagine yeah. we don't often yeah. hear Walt. You hear by the way, talking about it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he felt engineering wrong. And the reason I bring that up is that again, what I love about this is learning about Walt, getting a little deeper. Yeah, yeah. Walt was a terrible speller. There's misspellings in everything. I'm going to show you a little later. Nobody's He's perfect. Not even Walt. <laughs> He's had one year of high school. Yeah. One year. Right. So between yeah. only one year of high school and the genius being used to create everything else, we can forgive him for not spending the brain cells on spelling, you know? Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, oh, so right here, I have no recollection of such a request. Recollection is spelt wrong, one L instead of two. <laughs> did, Everyone's did, a critic. Was yeah. Phil, was there anybody? Did he have a secretary or his brother? Did he go to anybody for his spelling, or he just oh, he, this is it? This is how I am. I'm going to spell it how I spell it. Somebody had to proofread this stuff. Yeah, yeah. These are his raw notes, and it's it's. I'm glad you mentioned secretary. That's who this came from. Um, so Walt was so upset by this. I don't know if you can tell. Every page is torn. There's a tear, the same tear down. <laughs> <it's done. laughs> did he rip these things up afterwards? 
and it's 30, it's 30 some pages. Do you know how hard it is? How mad you've got to be to do all 30 <laughs> once? Yeah. yeah. So his secretary, poor uh, 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 Tommy Wilk, she fishes uh-huh. garbage and tapes it all, has to tape the bottom. Because oh, no. turn it in or at least use it in a phone call or a meeting. Yeah. Right. So she together. And so I got a call from, and here she is. Here's Tommy Wilk. Tommy Wilk. In fact, uh-huh. it, in the, meeting, in the movie um, Saving Mr. Banks, yeah. he refers to Tom Hanks refers to the secretary as Tommy, yeah. and so Tommy Tommy Blount, and she met Walt's publicist, one of Walt's publicists, um, Tom Wilk, and so okay. when he married, became Tom and Tommy. It was cute, Tom, Tom and, and Walt loved her like a daughter. Um, really? When her, when her father could not uh, attend their wedding, Walt said, "Well, I'll walk you down the aisle," and Walt He's, did that. Walked he down the aisle for her dad. Stepped oh in God. for her day. Wow. So there's there's Tom back then. And then a few years later, there he is when I met him. Oh, wow. He's a little younger. I'm a little younger. A little. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so about 20 years ago. So he called me and he said, you know, my wife's passed away. She's been, pass- Tommy's passed away for a while. And I still got this box of stuff she brought home from Walt's office. So do you know how excited I got? Oh, my goodness. I shot over there. So, yeah. Uh, don't show this uh, to anyone else just me (laughs) just me me and so this was part of that so it's that was that was in the collection of everything that was there oh my gosh yeah so so the obvious question and i'm sure probably you're thinking it if you were going to put it up for sale what would be the starting bid or asking price i'm going to be buried with (laughs) (laughs) what i didn't hear that answer what was that say that again buried with it He's going to be buried with that. He's taking that with him. That's good. I, I do not blame you one bit. I, I you know, Walt did so much traveling. Did, did he send things back to his secretaries? Did, you know, was he a postcard guy? Was he, you know, how did he, con- how did he get carrier, back to everybody? Carrier so, pigeon just yeah. trapped, strapped to its leg. Good. No, no. Thank you for leading me into this because, and this is, by the way, this is to Tommy. It's a postcard he, he sent to Tommy. So it's the 1960s. The postmark, we can't quite tell 60 what, but 63, 64. Yeah. He is in Tahiti with his wife, Lillian. Okay. And Walt sends a postcard. And the postcard's interesting for, for a lot of reasons. Um, let's see here. There, you got the whole thing on there? Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. To, to Tommy, Tommy Wilk. He spells Tommy wrong. That's not how Tommy spelled. And that, Wilk, actually, Wilk. And he's known her for years, too. <laughs> he's known her for years. He put an E on the end of the name. But that was Walt. His brain was doing higher stuff than that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he, he writes his postcard. And now he's in, oh, and I like I like to see Walt Disney Studios written in his writing there, by the way. That just. Oh, yeah. Wow. Silly, but it ex- yeah. It, it's really neat. It's really neat. Us collectors, collectors buy based on emotion. You know, it's yeah. the stuff that just excites you. That's what you get. Yeah. So I love Walt Disney Studio in his uh, writing. What he doesn't do is he doesn't sign it. Walt Disney, and I'll read this for you in a minute. Oh, but yeah. do you see he signed how he signed? Yes. R. Yensid. R. Yensid. Walter. R. Yensid. Maybe he has had um, prior history of people, you know, the postcard's not arriving if he signed his name to it. Now, you know, it's autographed it. So he's put yeah. R. Yensid as a signature. I wonder, but, that, I wonder if that's how Redlaw came around, you know, by doing it backwards. Backwards. Yeah. Right backwards. Yeah. And of course, Yensid. They use for the sorcerer in oh, Fantasia. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
there in the 19th century, he's 60 some years old, in his mid 60s, he's there in Tahiti with his wife. And so what postcard does he send back? Is it the hotel? Is it the beach? Is it an outrigger canoe? Here's, here's the postcard he sends to the secretary. Yeah. And again, he walked her down that. He loved her like a daughter. But you realize in this climate today, if a boss at Disney were to send his secretary that. And what he writes is a wonderful, a wonderful addition to the many awards in the outer office. Dances, swims. He spells swims wrong. He puts an extra M in there. Dances, swims, takes dictation, and cooks, too. Our yen shit. <laughs> oh, now there's now this is the guy in his 60s uh -huh. again i what this is learning a little bit more about walt just you know peeling the layers of the mystery away from walt just a little bit going yeah. to david less less jack's wonderful book about oh. walt disney and oh, yeah. one yeah book That'd um i i let him illustrate some pieces that i had in the book and these are postcards that Walt sent back to girls when he was 17 years old in France. So a moment ago we saw him in his 60s. Now he's 17 years old. And no political he sent here. Is that well, yeah? Uh, the Eiffel Tower. And these two, if you can make those out, they're yeah, girls showing their frilly underwear, oh, innocent yeah. by today's standards. Yeah. Right? And he writes postcards. Some chicken. Some chicken. Um, so what I see, where's she, Lily in all of this? I mean, she's not seeing letters, obviously. But you know what? She probably sees what, to me, what my interpretation is. He's the farm. He's the Midwest farm boy. The the innocent yeah. guy. When he looks at a postcard rack and sees French postcards, he giggles. Yeah, you know that's not. So it's it's just he's little risque. Like everyone else, yeah. he's human like everyone else. He was so respectful of of Tommy Wilk. Like I say, yeah. like like just they loved each other uh, dearly. But it just gives you some insight into uh, you know Walt Disney and and Disney girls. There's just a yeah. Midwest boy giggle about it. Yeah, that, just so innocent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't mean it in a negative way at, at all. Yeah. Um, speaking. Speaking of Walt in 1917 in France, here's a nice little thing. Wow. Whoa. He sent, he sent this back to a friend at the uh, Benton School in Chicago. And oh um, it says, Walter E. Disney, Neufchateau, which is Newcastle, Neufchateau. Newcastle. Mm -hmm. And wow. what they would do is um, when wherever the troops were, whatever town troops were billeted in, their photographer would come into town and set up and say, hey, I'll take photos you can send back to back home. I'll take postcard photos. I'll take wallet photos. So they would set these up and then the troops would pose for a picture to send back to their family and friends. And, wow. But, wow. you know, some of these pieces are quite literally museum pieces. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You never see these things come up anywhere unless it is in a museum. I mean, yeah. private I've never seen any of these things that, that Walt had done. This is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have you and, ever thought uh, of, has anybody ever approached you about opening your own museum? I mean, with everybody and everything that you have and access to, has anybody ever said, hey, Phil, what do you think of opening your own museum? Well, do you know what, though? People say that, but what they don't realize, like what I'm showing you today is almost everything of my private collection. My private collection is really small. It's, it's, really? A, handful. it's a handful. These are expensive things. They're expensive, yeah. things. not just for my customers. They're expensive for me, too. So. Yeah. Part of the reason I'm in business is the things get to come in. 
I play with them, meaning I get to appreciate them for a couple months or maybe a year. And then I, I sell them to bring in the next thing because yeah, they're extremely, well, once, you know, once we're talking about, you know, this kind of thing, um, yeah. you know, really expensive stuff. So now I just have a very small handful of things that are sentimental to me because it's my, my first autograph yeah, uh, or, or it's insightful or some other thing. Like I say, just by, by based on a full. So no, I don't have enough stuff for a museum. It comes and it goes. Do you know, it's like um, the uh, Paul Simon song, you know, all the women I ever dated, if I could get them in the room for one night, yeah. you know, the all the stuff that I've bought and sold, if I could get it in one room just for one night, all the stuff I've sold, that would be amazing. Yeah. But that's 30 years of the tide coming in and going out. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to ask, yeah. you know, we, I mean, we all I, have I, yeah, I mean, you're you're the authority on Walt, but do you ever see very many of Lillian Disney's autographs? Do you ever see that anywhere? Um, not often, not often. I had, um, in, in fact, what's funny, I should have showed them to you, but I just took them to the bank when I picked up this stuff. <laughs> but a number of Walt, uh, of Lillian's Club 33 cards and Disney credit cards, and she signed them as a legal thing. She signed the back of them. Whoa. And, like that. Um, wow. But, uh, but no. And, you know, even with Walt, it's all depends on, it's, it's driven by somebody asking you for your autograph. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's why yeah. we don't have a Walt Disney autographs in the thirties, because for the most part, people wouldn't have recognized him if they saw him. He was so behind the scenes. It wasn't until the 1950s when he started hosting the TV show that everybody knew who he was. In other words, you know, he couldn't commit a crime and, and escape into the darkness. Everybody. <laughs> so Uncle Walt. Most autographs for Walt from the fifties and sixties. And with, with Lillian, just not a lot of people asking for autographs. So unless it was a, just her writing a letter to somebody just routinely. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no. Wow. You know, you we, were, we were, we were. For the, any other family member like Diane's or Ron's or do you. Any uh, third party authentication. First party, meaning if I buy something, I will stand behind it. It's signed by Walt and Diane. Okay. But as far as for others, only Walt Disney, um, only Roy Disney for third party authentication. Okay. Yeah. So has, has I like Becky. Has, has Beckett or PSA DNA, have they asked you to come on staff? Have they, I mean, because there's such an influx anymore with all these autographs. Have they asked you to, to come work for them? Yeah, PSA DNA did some years ago. And I said, does that mean I will see every, every Walt Disney autograph? So in other words, their certificate would have my name on it, plus the name of Joe, Joe Orlando and the other people at the time. Uh, yeah. Uh, Steve had, uh, yeah. it would, it have everybody's names at the bottom of the certificate. I said, does this mean I would see every Walt Disney that came by? And they said, well, no, we can't guarantee that, but your name would be on every certificate. So I had to very respectfully decline and say, you know, I can't Unless put my you have exclusive exclusivity to the signatures. What's the point? Right? Yeah. yeah. In other words, if somebody sees my name on it, I want them to know I saw it. And yeah, not that just my name's, you know, so anyway, so, so I have a very good relationship with them. I told them anytime you have a question, you ask me, you know, I will give you my, my uh, expertise. And so we, we talk all the time. Uh, Kevin Keating at PSA, uh, we talk all the time and have, have a great relationship. You know, the, so then the obvious question is, why doesn't Disney have you on staff full time? Yeah. Um, can't afford to, it. <laughs> but you know what I mean, too? 
it's um, I don't think they want to be in the authentication business. I don't think it, it serves them. So, uh, you know, if, if I had a place there and frankly, I like being independent. Look, you finally got me to do a podcast, for goodness sake. Um, no. You know, so we were really lucky and fortunate. Yeah. No, I no, I just what I mean by that is just I, I love just not having to, you know, d dancing to my own tune, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and the corporate thing at Disney, uh, you know, if I was to fit in anywhere, it'd probably be like D23 or planning some of that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I'm just I'm not at a point in life where corporate sounds, you know, I, I would want to retire from corporate, not retire to it. <laughs> you're enjoying your freedom, aren't you? Basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm probably putting my foot in my mouth, but I'm enjoying my freedom and I'm enjoying playing with this stuff, not having to show up at 8 a.m. with a meeting with a proposal for something for that I'm maybe not that interested in. Yeah, yeah exactly. What's the most unusual autograph of Walt that you've seen? What's the most unusual thing that he signed or has somebody had something that, yeah. you know, you've really just went, is that his signature? You know, um, a, a guy approached me. He worked on the construction of Disneyland and he had a rock with Walt Disney's signature. The Walt <laughs> came through. He's and, a concrete. <laughs> yeah. Autograph, and all he, could, all he had was like a piece of concrete or a rock and he got Walt to sign it. And I said, <laughs> well, okay, but, you know, you worked at Disneyland. That's legit. But he wanted an awful lot of money because he said this is the only one that exists. And I said, well, that's true. Yeah. But unfortunately, you're confusing rarity with desirability. And yeah. so it's the only one that exists. But I don't know. You're not going to have that many collectors who want a framed rock on their wall compared <laughs> to artwork. So I just didn't come up with the price he wanted because he thought the rock was so rare. Therefore, it would be worth tens of thousands. Yeah. 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 So, that would be, yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, this is my display rock with Walt's signature on it. <laughs> and by the way, I keep yeah. my house keys underneath it as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to kind of delve into something a little bit else. You wrote a screenplay for a movie that I personally enjoy called Flyboys. How did you get involved in Flyboys? Oh boy, we're we're going off topic here. Um, oh, just because, a little. There's going to be a few little. questions. There's a few of these questions yet yet to come. <laughs> yeah, really. Okay, shoot. I, I thought I'd erased my past. Um, no, before I started doing this, before I realized that I could turn my hobby into a business, my my living was in the film uh, business, the film industry. Um, I graduated from uh, film school. I worked uh, uh, in different capacities in the film business, but the production coordinator, I mean, I worked on production coordinator on a Molly Ringwald film to, to date me uh, back there <laughs> in the 80s. So, and then finally um, I got to, uh, I wanted to direct, like everybody goes to film school, I wanted to direct, so I'm writing scripts and putting the that scripts was in Ripper the Man, was scripts. Oh, you're killing me, you're killing me. Okay, people. <laughs> Yes, I wrote and direct Ripper Man, which if you don't have a v, uh, VHS machine, you cannot see. So thank goodness for small mercies. But yeah, <laughs> I got to direct uh, a low-budget horror film with um, Chuck Norris's family uh, at the time. And um, uh, then I found out, I started working, I, this hobby got out of control. And I said, you know what? I said to my wife, and the, the internet was kicking in. And uh -huh. I said to my wife, you know because uh, in the internet, it makes it easy to reach people, to do catalogs, all these things that, you know, you couldn't do. If you had six pieces, you can't make 7,500 catalogs to sell six yeah. pieces. You're, you're yeah. if they sell. 
but you can put it on the internet. So the internet was kicking in. I was enjoying the Disney stuff. I wasn't enjoying the film business so much. And so after I directed that film, I said to my wife, you know, I always told you, I'm writing a film so I can direct a film. As soon as I direct one, all bets are off. I've done what I set out to do, but it's not as fun Check as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Check it off the um, So anyway, we moved down here out of LA, out of Hollywood, moved down to Orange County. And I'm doing the Disney stuff, but one ghost from the past crept up on me. And um, uh, Blake Evans, who was the cinematographer on the film oh, that I directed, yeah. Blake oh. Evans, who loves history, he called me and said, Phil, did you know that these Americans, the first American fighter pilots were fighting even though America wasn't in the war? And so he got me fascinated in it. And Blake said, look, here's the, I can give you the books and the history. I think it would be a great movie, but you're more of a writer than I am. Would you, if you like it, would you develop it with me? Would you write it with me? So I read yeah. all the stuff I with them that it would make it's what movies are made of. And so, yes, we, the, the one thing I've done in the 30 years that I've also been doing the Disney stuff, the one thing that I reached back and, and did was fly or, or the business reached forward to get me was fly boys. And well, did, um, I loved it. I loved it. Been involved in that too, wasn't he? Pardon me? David Ward was also involved in that script. And so uh, there's three writers names on there. There's myself and there's Blake and there's David S. Ward. And, and by the way, I'll tell you a little thing to watch for when you see movie credits. The difference okay. between and, A-N-D, and an ampersand. So if there's an ampersand, so if it says Phil Sears, ampersand, uh, Blake Evans, it means Phil and Blake sat in a room together writing it. Or they, okay. they worked closely. Collaborated. and David S. Ward, it means those guys never spoke to each other. It's <laughs> the, the script that thanks and gave it to somebody else to do a rewrite. So you can, if you ever get to the end credits of a movie or Flyboys, you'll see the ampersand and A-N-D. So um, I met David S. Ward, a heck of a nice guy. I met him once. Um, I believe he won an Oscar. I believe he won the Oscar for um, The Sting, Redford and Newman, The Sting. But anyway, yeah. the, director, the director had his vision of the movie and wanted to make some changes. And we didn't agree with some of those changes. So they do what they do and they say, okay, well, we've paid you, goodbye. We're gonna have another director make the, another writer make the changes. So the yeah. ending, Flyboys, is not the ending we wrote. That's all, no spoilers, but the oh, ending's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll get back, we'll, 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 we'll go ahead and get out of that subject because we'll leave that where it should be. You know, I, I you just recently got back from, from Disney World. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it, yeah. yeah. You just recently got back from Disney World. How, how was that? I wanted to ask you about that vacation. Um, you know, did you go down there for the festival or were you going down there just as a family trip or how was yeah, that? Just, just up. Exactly. Just to catch up post COVID and uh, post pandemic and, you know, uh, see what Space 220 was all about and Ratatouille and uh, um, Galactic Rewind and the Cosmic Rewind and all that stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Did you did you do any business while you were there? Did you find any no. autographs? Did no. All so just all okay. All I mean, business. Okay. Strictly vacation. True vacation. Okay. Good. True vacation. Okay, because I what I was going to ask you is it is it always when you go somewhere is it is there you know do you find the time just for vacation, which of course you just answered, but when you go places, do you try to add business to a vacation sometimes to see if somebody has something or something you're looking for? Not, not generally, not generally. Okay. I do like to keep separated. Uh, well, yeah. you've been to my house, so okay. you've seen the separation of okay. my house. You've, my opened, you've opened that can of worm now. <laughs> is yeah. this, and restaurant, 
your no ride Disney. vehicles. We have got to talk about your ride vehicles, bud. <laughs> my gosh, you've got the rocket yeah. jet. You've got a Space Mountain vehicle. I mean, my gosh, you've got a garage full of interesting stuff. <laughs> it, yeah, it, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you, is there any way you have pictures or, or you want to walk around and is yeah. there any way to show any of that or are you pretty good where you're at right now? Is that uh, something we can kind of look at? The thing <laughs> is, if you see the contraption that I'm speaking to you on right now, because you said, uh, so people, for those of you who don't know, um, Vince says, oh, Vince thinks I'm uh, technically, you know, some, like I'm up to speed and I'm not. And Vince says, oh, we'll do it on your computer. And I said, well, I don't have, I don't have um, a camera on my computer. And well, that's okay. We'll just do it without camera. Well, I don't have a microphone on my computer. Flip phone, so, flip phone. Yeah, exactly. So fortunately, <laughs> so what I've literally done here, what I've literally done is just so I'd have a stand, the iPhone is taped, is taped to my computer monitor right here. <laughs> Yeah. But no, round. this thing is taped on there. See, but you know what? It looks good. It looks like it, you're it talking works. to me from a computer. It really it, I, works, I, brother. I, it, it really works. It looks good. My first cast, I have no clue what I'm doing. And I've, I've always told people, I'm not leading edge for technology. I'm trailing edge. I just, <laughs> I just bought this iPhone 11. Hey, you're fooling us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for... For those that don't know, behind him, there are some incredible things. They, you know, he's got a Mickey Mouse, he's got a Goofy. There's, you know, there's so many different things that that when you just look are. at Phil's collection, oh, Mr. the, the full size babes and Toyland uh, wooden soldier. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Mr. Amazing. Toad's Wild Ride. Yes, yeah. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Over Skyway. Yeah. Got a Darth Vader in his garage. Yeah, I you, doesn't you know, does it everybody? Yeah, right. Does it? Yeah, yeah. I've got a full size Boba Fett in my house. Sure, absolutely. But but please, we got to tell your listeners just in my office because the rest of the house you'd never know. I do have need some separation. Yes, and 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 it's funny because you know you've got you've got your little space, and I understand that. But your wife has definitely she's taking care of the rest of the house because the, you it, you would never know that you're in the home of this great Disney archivist. I'm, I'm with like her on it. They have a control over us. They, they don't let us bring all of our goodies out. And clearly, Phil's wife has got a definite control on him. And no, I totally, totally agree. It's it's my policy, too. Just because I spend so many hours a day immersed in Disney. Then, yeah. And and I've we've all been to houses where collectors have stuff everywhere. Yeah. Kevin Dowry yeah. was probably the worst one. Oh, my God. Yeah. The house is totally immersed in, in yeah. So, so that separation of, you know what, I've got a home, but you know what, you're, you're lucky enough to have turned your passion into a business. So that is understandable, you know, where you want to go out into your home, you want to just kind of, you know, yeah. step away. And and that's nice that you can still do that. Do you travel? Yeah, very there's no much? office to drive. Yeah. 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 Do you travel you very much for? Do you, do you travel a lot for, do people ask you to come to, you know, Japan or other countries to look at things do, or, or do people come to you? Well, first of all, so Japan is interesting. We all know that the Japanese love Disney. They're crazy about yes. Disney. But yes. Guess what? They're not that into Walt Disney. Seriously? They're into cute and fuzzy and cuddly Disney. Oh yeah. So surprisingly, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I do not have the, the customer base from Japan that I thought I would. And then I realized why it's 
No, they want the, the newest, you know, uh, they want a Mickey Beanie baby that they can put on a lanyard and carry around with them. <laughs> you know, and it's great, fine, but, but I mean, it's true. A it's different true. love for Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, have you guys been to um, Tokyo Disneyland or Disney oh, City? Yeah. Yeah, he has. I have not. I have not. No. Well, I yeah. realize so. So, Greg, then maybe you had this epiphany too, because the apartments are so small in Tokyo, they can't. They don't have shelf space and buy all this stuff to put on shelves. They buy stuff that they can clip on and wear, yeah. and so the fans go to Disney with everything they bought from every other Disney visit, and it's all clipped onto yeah. them, and they've got all the stuff. Yeah, it's hanging on them like 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 jewelry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's a different way. It it makes you realize, oh, there's not just one way of collecting. There's all sorts yeah. of different ways of collecting. For them, it's yeah. collect what you wear. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I would I would have never known that. I would have thought they would just they always seem like a culture of so many, you know, they just love Walt Disney and everything surrounding you. So I just assumed, you know, I mean that's that's interesting to know. I would have never believed that. What about Euro Disney? Is there a lot of that since Walt was in France? Is there a lot of Call for Euro Disney, you know Walt Disney things over there. A lot of they're, they're over, yeah, across Europe overall, there's there's a decent demand, and uh, and there's also autographs to be found. You know, Walt traveled a lot. Um, yeah. and he traveled to England a lot because he could mix business with pleasure because they could do uh, movies there and had whatever the tax breaks were to help them do the movies there. And he just he and Lillian loved traveling. So. Um, uh, uh, London's not a bad place to autograph to um, advertise for Walt Disney autographs. I've never done it, but I have bought a number of things from the UK because of wow. him signing autographs visits there. Really? Yeah. Huh. See, and, and that, you know, I, I know he traveled extensively. I mean, there was a, there was somebody up here in Monterey that has an autograph of Salvador Dali and Walt Disney together. Oh, South America. Oh, yeah. Right. South America and, and all oh. those places. It's probably the same in South America. Do you get yes, autographs that have come up from that direction? Yes, it is. Yeah, um, a number of good things from South America, actually, because he was he was down there for three or four months. So yeah, yeah, with Mary Blair and things of that oh, nature. Pluto's amigos. Oh my yeah, gosh. yeah. Do you? You know, this is one question. This is kind of personal for me because I love her so much. Do you ever come across a lot of Mary Blair signatures? Because I, they're so rare to me that I don't get why they're so rare, but. Have you seen Mary Blair and Walt's signature on anything together? Um, once in a while, and it comes up in the um, uh, the Art of Animation book from 1957. That's the book. Let's see, Art of Animation, Art of Walt Disney. I always get the titles confused, so forgive me on that. But the 1957 yeah. book that documents the making of Sleeping Beauty, and uh -huh. uh, with the book, there were so, the books were sold. The studio was proud of the book by Bob Thomas. They were sold yeah. in the studios. And you could send the book up to Walt's office to have him autograph it. And yeah. so what became custom was actually people buying, employees at the studio buying the book and distributing it through the studio and having everybody sign the book. Um, yes. Yeah. Barely have to work on Sleeping Beauty, but all the, so occasionally you'll get a book like that and it'll have something like 25 signatures, Walt Disney plus 25 signatures. And if you're yeah. lucky, Mary Blair might be in there. But, but outside the studio, you know, she, she wasn't famous in her day. Um, yeah. So it, it all comes down to the, the, the generation of people, the, the power generated by people asking for an autograph and yeah. people weren't asking for her, her autograph. She's, I think she's kind of reached more notoriety now, uh, than when she was alive, more yeah. appreciation, more appreciation. Yeah. She, she was more cutting edge. 
they uh, in the credits it, it was basically the person who was in charge of the department that got all the credit all the people that worked under under that person was never they were never met, mentioned so it was yeah. the key yeah. people and i'm yeah. sure mary back in the day was just not recognized for her talent back then like like yeah. she is today not, yeah. not outside the studio for you know not and there just wasn't as much fandom back yeah. then or, or there was there was no national fantasy fan club or d23 or anything back in the 1950s or 60s exactly uh, you know you're you're still in the era of where people were throwing cells in the garbage and sliding on yeah. Don't, even want, don't get me started with my mom. Yeah, that's that's a yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> can of worms. You know, does, <laughs> do you find things? Do you do you ever come across things? And and again, another personal favorite of mine is of iWorks. Do you have yeah. things, or is it just books? Do you have of iWorks? You know, his son, his daughter, you know, Walt, all together. Let's do you ever get autographs help. like that? Yeah, yeah. In in a short answer is no. Sometimes we get oh. same book. From 1957, with the chronicling the story of uh, Sleeping Beauty, making Sleeping yeah. Beauty, sometimes a Byworks signature in there, and that's pretty rare and special. Um, but no, he's he's another. He he now he has the notoriety that he did not have during his lifetime. Same um, thing. Yeah. yeah, we um we were at a Christmas party recently, and we got to see one of these books. Oh my! We God. got to see a book with of Iworks, Mary Blair. You name it, they were in this book. It was and made I will. I think her name is Ellie or Elsie. Yeah, it was made up oh, of somebody was... named Elsie. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 we'll tell oh, you more God. about it off camera where we saw it, but it, it was the most incredible book I've ever seen. And I I I stumbled when I saw it because I was like my hands were shaking to know that <laughs> here these legends signed this book, oh, and it's just so much you know, greatness in this book. Yeah. Yeah, there were so many great people, but at the time you didn't know they were great. They were just a bunch of people working, you know, like you and me signing a book, you know. So they were just you know, elbowing in line at the studio cafeteria. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. You go in but really, and you go in there to the store, buy the book, and then have the book circulated for everybody to sign it. Yeah. 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 For, for the book, the whatever the book would have cost at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and Oh, okay. I was going to say, I remember when I was doing my research project at, at, at the studios back in 81, and uh, Dave Smith said, hey, Frank and Ollie, are, have, they've got their Illusion of Life book out. You know, go get yourself a copy. They're signing it. So I went down to the Burbank bookstore, bought one, came back, off Frank and Ollie signed it, and then they took my book and they went around the studio, and we had other signatures put into it, too. It was it was so much fun getting yeah, signatures yeah. in that book. Hallelujah. Okay, um, you reminded me of a moment I had in the studio with Dave Smith. So this is now that you've let the can of worms out. Yeah. About <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so it was around 19, let's see, around 1994 when, when I directed, I, I had directed a movie. So I'm like, wow, finally. And But I'm there at the studio on, you know, research business. And in the archives, Dave Smith is with um, uh, uh, Ellison. The um, oh, I'm going blank on names now. Um, the Mary Mary Poppins uh, painter, Matt Painter. Okay. Uh, I yeah, I know you're talking about. Oh, yeah. right. But um, Harris, um, Ellen Shaw, Peter Ellen Shaw. There we Peter go. Ellen Shaw. Peter Ellen Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's, yeah. Who, yeah, and that's his son, yeah. Harrison. 
Um, but but the father, Peter Ellison, who did the matte paintings for these great um, Disney films, did, you know, when you see London and Mary, Mary Poppins, she's floating over his painting. You know, that's a matte painting by Peter Ellison. So Dave said, oh, by the way, Phil, do you know Harrison Ellison? And Dave said, Phil just directed a movie. So Harrison, El um, Peter Ellison pulls out his wallet, gives me his card, if you ever need anything. All of a sudden, I've got Peter, you know, Ellis, uh, Peter Ellenshaw giving me his card, looking to me to give him work. When his last, well, like it was just one of the moments of, you know, so when you, you were, when you were meeting Frank and Ollie and they're saying, hey, come on, we'll go get the sign for you. It's like, you know, it's surreal, and, isn't it? I never had work for him after that, but it made you realize that on the human level, these guys, yeah, they're Oscar winners. They work for Walt Disney, but in between films, they're out of work. You know, yeah. that's the nature of the business. And they're, they're human, for and work. they want want their next job. But yeah, so that was a moment. That was you a know, moment. and it that's funny because I mean, it's it is it's word of mouth. It's hey, you know, what are you connected to? What are you working on? Can I be involved? You know, yeah. so I mean, yeah. <laughs> they were networking. Now. Yeah. So Peter coming to me for work, like, oh wow. Well, you know, <laughs> this has been one of the fastest hours from our podcast that I've ever been on. Minute. And it, oh my gosh, it's yeah. already over. Yeah, we we got to let the man go. We can't just keep him all day. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm 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 already thinking when can we have you back? But you know, I I, I know he's at home. <laughs> you probably can't keep me all day because my my phone is so taped up. It's going to take me a while to. Get <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be pulling it apart. And we're still talking to him. <laughs> we have you as a captive audience just by design. <laughs> by design. Hey, well, from my you're the guys who are taped down. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a Everybody, thank you. And Phil, thank you so much. We are so grateful that you decided us to be your first podcast. We are so grateful. Thank you so much. Can't thank you enough. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can do this again. And and I would love to have you back. But yeah, I want to hear more stories. But oh. thank you. And I, I'm going to let you get back to your day. So you have thank a you utility again. knife. Okay, huh? Never mind. You have a utility <laughs> knife? I <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right, everybody. Well, that's the Sunday Super Bowl episode of Disney Antiquities and Collectibles, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Take care, Phil. Take care.